0: Hey y'all, welcome Oh, welcome back. This is Talk Your Shit with Deja, where we dropped out because not only can I talk my shit, but I want you to talk your shit too. Hope you all are doing lovely. You know, last week was beautiful for me because I hit 2-0 or hit the 20s, you know. So I just felt real good last week. Um, So, yeah, I'm still riding that high a little bit. It's still crazy to think I'm in the 20s with episodes and stuff of that nature. Because who knew I could come up with 20 episodes of... That's crazy. When you think about it, I have been sitting in front of this camera and talking for 20 hours just about... (laughs) but you know I love it and it makes me really happy to do it so I'm just like I'll sit here and talk to this camera for you all or I'll sit here and talk uh through this microphone for you all so you all can learn stuff laugh maybe I be laughing at myself so maybe y'all think it's funny and y'all can learn and laugh and have a great time but yeah so I hope you all are doing great if I didn't say that already (laughs) <laughs> it's week 21 and you know like I mentioned last week because you know I I be trying to let y'all know what's coming up I, I try in the event that I don't know then y'all won't know but if I know y'all gonna know so like I mentioned last week this week I want to talk about coping skills and the reason being is like last week we talked about defense mechanisms and at this point you know if you don't know Go check it out. Because why are you looking at a new episode when you haven't even looked at the previous episode or the ones before that? So you can go ahead and binge watch. That's crazy, y'all. I'm a binge watcher and now I can tell people to binge watch me. <gasps> My God, that's crazy. But go watch, plug. <laughs> but with defense mechanisms, a great way to kind of combat defense mechanisms is by using coping skills. Um, of course, we b- know that like defense mechanisms and coping skills are not the answer to the problem, but they are great ways to help you get through problems so that you're not having a hard time dealing with the stressors that are coming into your life or things that's causing you to be anxious or frustrated or angry or any of these, you know, uneasy feeling emotions. It's, it's a great way or a better way rather to handle situations than to get into that defense mode that we talked about last week and reacting to things in negative ways. So I just want to talk about coping skills. Um, I'm sure that you all may know what a coping skill is, but in the event that you don't, that's what I'm here for is to learn and pass along the information. I mean, technically, I'm like kind of just relearning or kind of re, what is it? Re-zuzhing up the juzzing <laughs> up the topic or whatever so that I can pass along the information. So y'all know me, I love a good definition because we need to know definitions because a lot of people be giving their own definitions to stuff and that's not how the English language works. Like, there's a whole book full of definitions for us to follow. So I love definitions. So got to start at the beginning with a good definition. So it says that coping skills um, help you to tolerate, minimize, and deal with stressful situations in life. So it's kind of like a defense mechanism, except for it's something that you could do a bit longer term or something that doesn't necessarily come like rash because in my in my viewpoint a defense mechanism comes like instantly you know like if a stressful situation presents itself your defense mechanism is going to kick in like automatically but with the coping skill from me reading and kind of going through it it seems like coping skills are something that come over like long periods of time Or they seem to be something you can do more than just in a quick reaction or something that can be drawn out throughout the day versus just a quick reaction like like a defense mechanism. So that's what a coping skill is. And then it says. Managing your stress well can help you feel better physically and psychologically and impact your ability to perform your best, which we all need to be able to do, like, in order to get to the places that you want to be or be around the people that you want to be or whatever your vision is in mind, in order to get to that place, you have to be physically and psych- psychologically okay to get that to that place meaning that you have to be able to, is it, I don't necessarily want to say control or manage. I kind of, okay, that's probably like the same thing, but you're able to manage your emotions. You're able to address problems because managing your emotions, I think sometimes think people think that it just means pushing it down or forgetting about it or not dealing with it. And it's like, that is a little part of it, but you can't continue to do that for everything. You have to know how to manage your emotions as well as solve problems when a conflict presents itself and being able to do that on a regular basis. Of course, we're going to have times where we fall flat on our face because we're human and we're meant to mess up, but getting to a place where you have probably fewer fuck-ups than actual great things happen, is the place where you want to be. You want to have more good days than bad days, not more bad days than good days. So, yeah. Okay, and then Nexus says there's five different types of coping skills, but the website only kind of went into detail on two of them. So I'm going to say the five, but we're only going to talk about two. <laughs> so I'm kind of confused why they mentioned five and only talked about two. And maybe I could have found more information on the other three. But for time's sake, because we already know that this probably going to take like an hour. Who knows? But for time's sake, I'm just going to stick with what's in the website. And then when I present the five, maybe the last three, if you really want to know more about it or if it kind of sounds self-explanatory, then you'll have it, but yeah. <laughs> so for the five different types of coping skills, which they're broad terms, so that means like different things fit up under each one. So it'll be an umbrella term, five different umbrella things pertaining to coping skills. So for the first one, it's going to be problem-focused coping skill. I read that so, like, I couldn't read for a second. So (laughs) the first one is problem-focused coping. The second one is emotional-focused coping. The third one is religious coping. The fourth one is meaning-making. And then the last one is social support. So the last three kind of sound kind of self-explanatory. I can kind of go through it. And then again, like if you want more information, you definitely can Google (laughs) because that's what I did. So like with the religious coping, you know, having a belief system. And even if you don't have a belief system, that's still a belief system. So whether you're Buddhist, Muslim, um, Jewish, Christian, or anything of that nature. That's a coping skill. It, it definitely comforts a lot of people. I know for me, I wouldn't necessarily say I'm Christian too much, but I am very spiritual in that I do believe that there's God and, you know, figuring out how to navigate world thinking about God. You know, I do read from the Bible, but again, I wouldn't necessarily say I'm Christian. I more so read from the Bible just because it's our oldest literature (laughs) so it gotta be doing something if it done withstood the, the test of all these times and these times have been hard so if it's withstood the the test of time i would love to know more about it um so but i don't necessarily hang on to every word i think that we do a disservice just going with everything i think we that's the the important part about religion is that you don't just take everybody else's word for it or like with spirituality you don't take everybody else's word for it you kind of do the work yourself and figure out how it applies to your life and kind of go off of that so I more so read the bible so that I can take what I need from out of it and apply it to my life and not necessarily for other people to tell me oh well you should do this because it's in the bible no Like, let's go through the Bible. Let me read it myself. Let me interpret it myself and figure out how these could play a positive impact into my life. So coping, religious coping makes sense for a lot of people. And low key, I kind of think it probably goes kind of with that social support. When you have a religious belief that kind of encourage you to go to church or go to mosque or, you know, whatever. Building and you're around people, and now you have a sense of community and you have relations and things of that nature. So, it definitely helps to take your mind off of stressful situations because now you have a big environment or community that's there to support you. So, those kind of go hand in hand. So, and then meaning making to me, it sounds like if I give my life some meaning it'll help me cope. Or if I figure out the meaning behind things, it'll help me cope. I could be completely wrong. I just didn't look it up. But I'm telling you my interpretation. And in the event that I'm wrong, I'm sorry. <laughs> but again, like I said, if you want to know, search for it. <laughs> but to me, it sounds like meaning making is like you figuring out how to give meaning to different things that come up s- into your life. So whether it be a situ- stressful situation, your meaning. You're giving it meaning in your life. I think when we say like turning those L's into lessons, that's like a meaning-making type of situation, you know? Like you're figuring out how to turn a negative situation into meaning into your life, which actually is very a very good coping mechanism or coping skill, if that's what they mean by that. And if it's not... I just made up some shit. You're welcome. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's what that means. It's like when they say you turn your L's into lessons. Um, the things you go through in your life, you kind of give them meaning so that they don't have such a burden on you. Um, and you kind of make them positive. Or, I mean, some things you can't make positive, but sometimes you figure out a way to shift your mindset to why me, and th- then to Okay, you go, like, you shift your mindset from, like, why me to I'm actually not mad anymore or sad anymore or annoyed anymore or frustrated anymore that I went through this because now I can use this to help myself move forward, help others move forward. Things of that nature. It just sounds right. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So, like I said, I'm going to go over the two um to the first two because those are the ones they talked about (laughs) so the first one is the problem-based coping and it says is it is helpful when you need to change your situation perhaps by removing a stressful thing from your life it says changing your behavior or creating a plan that helps you know that action you're going to take or like like changing, okay, or like changing jobs or ending a, a relationship. Okay, let me reread that, y'all. I sounded so unsure and I don't want to sound unsure. I want to sound confident in what I'm delivering to you all. But okay, so it says changing your behavior or creating a plan that helps you know what actions you're going to take. And this could mean all types of different things, making a plan to kind of rework your situation or what causes you stress then it says like in the event that there's you know bigger stressful type of things this could also include changing jobs or ending a relationship so for me i had a job last year where it was work from home and it was phone based so-called center based Um, It was like a health job where you kind of like the providers call in. They ask questions about insurance and you give them different answers. Well, not providers. It's the physicians. The physicians call in. We were the provider. And you kind of answer their questions about stuff. But the way the training and everything was set up is that it's so broad to where when people call in, they're not even asking you questions that you learn in training. So I was so like, overwhelmed by that job. And and mind you, like, I was on the phone for maybe a week or two. <laughs> I was so overwhelmed by that job. I was like, yo, I've never... Mind you, I had a call center job, two, maybe a job or two before that. And that job was, like, it wasn't easy. It was a crisis center. But it definitely was way better than that shit. But it was... That was the first time I had, like, an anxiety attack working on a phone line. Or working at a job period i was like "Uh uh-uh. oh somebody's job ain't right so I, i'd like quit <laughs> i quit and i did something i found a new job because the the last thing you would want to do is stay in a situation where you're going to be uncomfortable granted it was only two weeks on the phone i could have gave it some time i really could have i promise you i could have but to me it raised the red flag because that was the first time i had an anxiety attack working at a job or like a a panic attack or something like that come up where I was working at a job like that was a red flag because I had never gone through that before so I'm like nah somebody's job off I'm gonna go ahead and skedaddle it's not that serious <laughs> I'll go ahead and skedaddle but I'm glad I actually left that job because now I'm doing like my the way my job life is set up is kind of perfect I'm doing what I want to do when I want to do it and it's a-okay so I'm actually glad that I left, it actually put me in a, a better space to where I can have a podcast and work and do other stuff. So it's like, God be knowing, but, <laughs> but that's an example of like leaving a job or like with relationships. I know like relationships are like the hardest thing we're trying to navigate through today um, because a lot of people want love and they're having a hard time finding it. <laughs> um, So it's like, sometimes when you're in these relationships because it's so hard or it quote unquote seems so hard to find a new person you will stay in the situation and just endure stress and anxiety and all this other stuff that's making you feel probably terrible and negative and all this other stuff and sometimes we stick through it but just leaving the situation is the probably the best coping mechanism or best coping skill you could ever do is just walking away. Like, walk away. It may be hard. It may be tough. But think about the results of you staying in something that's not cultivating who you are. It's only, did, like, helping to degrade who you are or helping you to decline as who you are. Like, you're changing out of who you are to who this relation is creating you to be. And it's not a good person. So sometimes you really just have to walk away and deal with the repercussions, you know, the heartbreaks and all this other stuff. But, you know, be grateful that you can allow yourself to get to a more healthier space than being in something for forever and a day. And you're only harming yourself at the end of the day. So that would be the example of, you know, leaving a relationship So, and then it says that some different things to practice or that can help you to practice with this coping skill is to ask for support from a friend or a professional, create a to-do list, engage in problem solving, establish healthy boundaries, walk away and leave a situation that is causing you stress, or work on managing your time better. So those are some different ways. Um, I'm sure there's probably more ways, but those are kind of broad. So you can kind of use those for just about anything. So with the ask for support from a friend or a professional, if you have a problem and you need help, reach out and ask for that help. That's a coping skill or or a problem focused, a problem based coping skill is asking somebody for help and not dealing with the situation by yourself. That's, Kind of the quickest and easiest way to get to where you need to be rather than sitting where you're at, which is frustration, confusion, <laughs> delusion. Now I'm just kidding. all that stuff. But um, so, yeah. And then uh, create a to do list is really helpful because it helps you to kind of break down everything that's going on in your brain and put it out in paper. Some people are like visual, where they need to see things. So if you know you're a visual person and you haven't created a to-do list and you notice that you keep forgetting something, become a to-do list kind of person. It will help you. I know a lot of people that, well, I don't personally know, but, you know, Internet stuff. <laughs> they talk about that to-do lists are their saving graces when they can visually see everything that they need to do in a day. It helps them a lot. Um, for me, I kind of want to start doing a to do list. I don't know if I want it to be necessarily like you have to get it to like get to this today type of thing because I don't know if I want something so strenuous. But I kind of want to start being a little bit more disciplined. I think to do list probably can be a little disciplined because it kind of shows you what needs to get done. So I I think I want to do it to to remind me maybe instead of like a day, maybe like a to-do list for the week Um, because I do want to expand my podcast and do a little bit more. Um, So being able to set aside time for me to actually go through and figure out how we can make this more than what it is and things of that nature um, and prioritizing, figuring out what needs to be done, that would be helpful. I'm not necessarily a visual learner, but at least having something that reminds you to do something is helpful, like an al- alarm or something you can set up that's gonna remind you so you don't forget. And then engage in problem solving. Um, I've become a problem solver for like everybody else's problems. I lucky think that as humans, we are so great at solving everybody else's problems, but never ours. <laughs> Ain't that something? Um. But I'm working on solving my problems too, you know? That's why this podcast is a thing. It's helping me to learn a lot and I get to practice a lot and everything of that nature. I just am becoming such a well-rounded person. The only thing I have left to figure out how to get up under my grass is to get back active. I've never been a gym person. I don't know if I'm ever going to become a gym person. But I have to figure out a way to get active, stay active consistently, and... Do that so that I'm like either toning or you know maintaining or whatever I just think the the I don't know if it's monotonous the monotony of working out just seems stupid to me I know like a lot of y'all might be gym heads you know and I'm speaking this in the future because I don't even know who's listening but y'all <laughs> I know a lot of y'all might be gym people but to me it's just like Unless I have somebody there that I know, it seems kind of eh. Just like, eh, eh, Because eh. I've always been, the way that I stay active was cheerleading. So I've always had a fun way of staying in shape. Working out ain't fun. I mean, cheerleading definitely was hard work. We had to throw people up, flip cross the flow, all types of stuff. It was hard work, but because it was like a team around me, or that support around me, you didn't think of it as hard work. You just thought of it as, I'm doing what I love to do, so this is easy. With the gym, I don't love to do none of that. Or maybe, I guess you probably will have to develop a love for it, but yeah. I don't love none of that right now. So it just loses me trying to go to the gym. But once I can figure out a healthy way to stay consistent and active, that would be a great, <laughs> great thing. Um, so that'll be problem solving. Um, and then establish healthy boundaries. I've been working on that too. And y'all should be working on that too because we've done talked about healthy boundaries a lot of times. So I hope that y'all are on y'all and working on how to set up a fence around you. Not necessarily to just keep people out and away from you but to make it so that not just anything is impacting your, your, who you are as a person. Like, if you know certain things make you uncomfortable, don't put yourself in that situation just to people please. You know, where we're the, gone are the days. Are we just people pleasing? <laughs> like, fuck people pleasing. Please yourself first. And if pleasing yourself allows you to do what people want to do, go for it. But if, Pleasing yourself means that you're not going to be with people every Friday, Saturday night or whatever, or going to this bar or going to this church service or whatever the case may be. Set up your boundaries, even if it's just saying no to certain engagements because you just want to have that time to yourself. Don't feel bad for setting up these healthy boundaries. If the person knows you or gets to know you, they would know that you saying no is not anything against them. It's more so because you need it. And if they know you, understand you, and support you and care for you, they're going to understand. And hopefully they'll be be doing the same thing because everybody needs healthy boundaries. We can't all do everything. You got to be able to say, nah, that's not me. Sometimes, you know. And then it says, "Walk away and leave a situation that is causing you stress." So, like we talked about with job, with the jobs and working with the jobs, with the jobs and relationships. If something is causing you stress, kind of like every day, or it seems to cause you extreme stress that you don't necessarily know how to navigate through, get get out of that. Walk away. Like you don't have to sit there just like you got one relationship you could get another one just like you got one job you can get another when you have that abundance mindset nothing is ever not within your reach so if something does not align with you or causes your spirit to be uneasy or whatever the case may be that you haven't figured out a way to cope within the situation get the hell out of it <laughs> get the hell out of it think like, and that's okay you don't have to sit in everything just because society says you should sit in certain things. Like, fuck society. If society don't care about you, <laughs> you don't care about society. The Fuck. So, so, yeah, walk away from situations that just they're unbearable. And a caveat, for those people who think they're just these strong people that can handle everything and all this other stuff. If you notice that you stay in a situation that's causing you stress and you're starting to change from who you used to be into this person that you don't even recognize, or you were up here and you're starting to go down here, leave from that too. No situation should be causing you to decline as a human. All of your relationships should either cause you to stay stagnant or to go up. But at the moment it starts to decline, you either figure out how to fix the decline or get away because. To go backwards, and time is only progressing. That just sounds like a that sounds not conducive. It doesn't sound healthy. It doesn't sound like it's the right, (laughs) right thing to do at all. So you know, I do get some people think their threshold is up here. But if you think your threshold is up here, but whenever you're around this person or other people, you're giving attitude because maybe displacement, like we learned last week. Or you're passive-aggressive, like we learned, like, was it the week before that? I don't know. Y'all know. But if you don't, go check it out. Plug. <laughs> but but you passive-aggressive, displacement, all this. If you notice that you're starting to be that person, but you're sitting in a situation like, oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm okay. I, I'll, I'll figure it out. But you're slowly doing this. Deuces. Get out of that. Like, get out of it. Because what is it doing for you as a human? Except for causing everybody around you to not want to be around you. We're supposed to be magnets to attract each other. And if somebody's causing you to repel people around you, get the, get the fuck out of that. Get out of that. Like, get out of it. <laughs> get out of it. Like, I'm I'm that way with jobs wholeheartedly. I don't play about jobs. At the moment that I feel like I'm doing this. I will find another one, and in the event that I don't, I got Uber to to take care of me for a little bit, cause I I'm good at whipping around the city. <laughs> so I will do that. I will not let a job stress me out. That's the that's the last place that's gonna ever, especially when they say, you know, if you're if you're fired or if you get sick or if you pass away and stuff, they're they're gonna hire a new person right behind you, baby. Ain't nothing, ain't no job ever gonna be worth that, ever. Ever, is that does that mean that you know you're not gonna have bad days? That's not what that means. But again, if you're doing this because of that job, get out of it. And I was like, if you're doing, if you're going down, if you're declining, let me say that. I've been forgetting that I have like a podcast and a video all at once. So I got a show that is declining, but I gotta say it too. <laughs> but yeah, if you're declining, get out of that. Ain't nobody got time. Don't let no job take you to hell. Don't let no job, don't let no people, don't let none of these people take you to hell. Cause our name is not reserved down there. (laughs) It's not reserved. I ain't trying to sit in no chair down there. So don't let nobody take you to hell. Get out of the situation. And then work on (coughs) managing your time better. That's what I was saying for the to-do list thing is Well, okay, managing your time is a little bit different than a to-do list. To-do list is telling you everything that needs to be done. Managing your time is actually giving a good allotted time to each thing that needs to be done. So if you know you need to wash clothes, cook, go to work, come home, work out, all this stuff, managing your time so that you're able to do all of these things is, is, is helpful. It's going uh, to reduce the stress that is put on you in the event that you miss something or you can't get to everything or you wish you had more time to do something else or whatever. Um, also, with managing time, we know that sleep is important. Now, depending on the person, you may need more sleep, less sleep, whatever. Learn who you are as a sleeper. I know for me, my body is is stuck on seven hours. And the reason why I know that is because I started letting my body naturally wake up. Like, I don't do alarms or nothing like that. Uh, I started letting my body naturally wake up, and I noticed I get a good 7. Unless I'm exhausted, then I sleep later. Or if I get more. If I'm not as exhausted, I'll wake up earlier. But seven, 7 hours is my baseline. So when you subtract 7 from 24, managing the time that you got left, you know? So that that definitely is a good way of problem-focused, a problem-based coping skills. So, yeah. And then next, we're going to talk about emotion-based coping skills. Yay! (laughs) So it says that it is helpful when you need to take care of your feelings, when you either don't want to change your situation, or when circumstances are out of your control. And then it says... Healthy coping strategies may soothe you temporarily, distract you, or help you tolerate your distress. And then um, it goes into the different ways in which you can practice the emotional based coping skills. So let's get it. Um, And then it says, okay, so for the first one, uh, the first example is going to be to care for yourself. So there's like an example with inside of an example because y'all you know I told you it's like an umbrella. So it says, so this could look like putting on lotion that smells good, spending time in nature, take a bath, drink tea, or take care of your body in a way that makes you feel good, such as painting your nails, doing your hair, putting on a face mask. And then the next one is engage in a hobby, do something you enjoy, such as coloring, drawing, or listening to music. That's my go-to in stressful situations is listening to music. If you know me, you know I'm an old-school R&B kind of girl. Something about that, all that love music just makes me feel loved. So whenever I'm going through the motions, I either turn on 80s or 90s, and I get lost in the music. Like, I really do. So if you follow me, if you're listening to me and you follow me on, like, Instagram or something, you probably see me post stories of me singing to old school songs or something like that. I, I'm an old school baby. I love me some R&B music to help me cope with everything. When I'm going through stress, I have to turn on music. It helps me a lot. <laughs> um, I used to draw. Not draw. Color. I used to color. Um... I know around Christmas time, I usually go to Dollar Tree. I got this from my mama. She used to buy us coloring books all the time when we used to color. But around, like, holidays, I go get the the, uh, Christmas coloring books and color. It actually is really – I think these things help because they help you to focus on something that's not taken so seriously. I guess, like, at the moment where you're trying to make sure your picture just looks picture-perfect, then it can get stressful, but – these situations or these like activities are so like lighthearted that that's why it helps to be emotional based with coping. It's like, you can go into these things, like even with drawing, I used to, when I was younger, I used to draw like these flowers that would look like poinsettias or something. And I would do that um, a lot. I used to have those things everywhere, but it's just like something that you could just do quick. That's just taking your mind off of things. So healthy or so helpful well, and healthy. <laughs> and then it says next exercise. It says do yoga, go for a walk, take a hike or engage in a recreational sport. Um, So, like I said, that's not my biggest goal. Um, or my biggest thing to get to is try to have something consistently that I do from week to week. Um, I will go walk. I'm big on walking. Um, I have my days where I'd be forgetting to do it, (laughs) but I I was previously waking up in the morning, walking around for maybe an hour, trying to get some steps in and stuff like that. Walking is one of those things that you can do without overthinking that's going to help you tremendously um because you can walk I used to walk listening to y'all know my favorite podcast there's crew season I used to walk listening to cruise season uh catching up on episodes of TV shows um or watching something on YouTube or whatever i i, I used to do that during walking and literally you're exercising but you're also like you're kind of combining two coping skills into one because I'm like a multitasker too at heart. They say it's not best for us to multitask, but I don't know how to stop at this point. But uh, so I do like, I'll watch or listen to music while you're walking too. Um, Yeah. So walking is a great way to exercise because you don't necessarily really tire unless you're like super out of shape. But even if it's a brisk walk, that's even better than doing nothing. But Um, And then recreational sport, like I just started pole dancing, um, which has been actually helpful. You don't even realize like, well, okay, you hear that that shit ain't nothing to play with. But until you are a part of it, you just be like, damn, that shit ain't nothing to play with. <laughs> so I've been going to like the stretching classes and then doing different levels and just trying to figure out how to build up core. Because of course you need core for pole. You need arm strength for pole. You need to be able to grip. So your legs need to be in the right positions and depending on that sometimes. So it's so many components of your body that you have to put into a which is why I was like, that's perfect. And I get to build confidence and get like comfortable with seeing myself in such a, you know, sexy fashion. And then I could pass that along to my man when I get one. I was like, it's like the best of all worlds. <laughs> so, you know, I've been doing that more. Um, so just sticking to that, um, staying consistent with that would definitely be ideal. Um, and then next it says, focus on a task. Um, That could be cleaning the house um, or a closet drawer or area, cook a meal, garden or read a book. You know, something else that you don't necessarily have to put too much thought into, especially if you naturally like to do that. Um, So like they created a show can't think of the show but the show that that got everybody organizing now <laughs> like everybody seems to be like OCD because they love organizing the pantry and stuff like that but if you know you're somebody that loves organizing and that actually makes you feel good get in there and turn your whole pantry into an Instagram picture or a reel or whatever <laughs> or if you're somebody that likes to read a book um I personally I keep starting books and not finishing them <laughs> I don't know why but I like watching shows I focus on shows or I try to focus on shows like I try to minimize distractions when I'm trying to get into a new show so that's my kind of activity to focus on it's not really a task but it's something and I focus on it <laughs> so um excuse me practice mindfulness is the next one it says list the things you feel grateful for meditate picture your happy place or look at pictures to remind you other people places and things that bring you joy oh i do that i have to look at pictures that be like girl we got a bigger vision bigger goal that's why i'm like we gotta stay consistent with this podcast and figure out how to kind of branch it out and stuff and grow it and st- like it's bigger goals so like i on my instagram feed it's nothing but houses it's nothing but like destinations like travel places like My vision board on my wall is literally the stuff that you see on my Instagram. It's food, it's places to travel. (laughs) It's places to travel, it's um, houses, cars, all types of stuff that's on my vision board. You have to surround yourself about around things that bring you joy. And since we are on our phones majority of the damn day, you got to have stuff on your social media that's going to pour into what your bigger vision is. You know, I can't be around my vision board every day. So I make sure that majority of my feed is my vision board. Is literally big houses and nice cars and vacations and families and stuff like that is and like growth and different people saying different messages like literally and I just thought about that right now on here that my Instagram feed is my vision board low-key I was thinking like I did this vision board and haven't even really been looking at it. But now when I think about my Instagram feed or like Facebook, well, not probably not Facebook, Facebook kind of childish, but (laughs) my Instagram feed is so much of my vision board. Like so much that I'm just like, I'm always surrounded by the stuff that I want to get to that, you know, would definitely, I already know traveling makes me happy. So getting back to a place where I can travel more, like i've always wanted the big house not even because social media said to want the big house i wanted a big house when i was younger and i was going over to my friends big houses and i was just like whoa look look at this like i would love to be able to give my children this and everything so i've had a look for big houses like my guilty pleasures are big houses and cars (laughs) like when i get when i get popping popping that's all i'm gonna care about like some people like the jewelry. Some people like the clothes. Some people like that stuff. Baby, give me the houses and the cars. See, and then what I want to do is use the, car, the use the houses to be the assets to pay for the liabilities. You know, I learned that online, too. You got to learn, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, so when you practice in mindfulness, you got to learn a little while you're doing all this stuff. But um, as far as meditating goes, If Okay. I think I would have to really focus on whatever the the situation is that needs to be focused on because because my brain is kind of all over the place. (laughs) Y'all know she all over the place. Me trying to focus on something has been really hard, but I would get into meditation if I knew that if I knew how to do it or had a guide that can kind of guide me through how to do it effectively and figure out a way to stop my brain from jumping all over the place and just focus on, you know, one thing. Um, But yeah. And then lastly, it says use relaxation strategies. It says play with the pet, practice breathing exercises, squeeze a stress ball, use a relaxation app, enjoy some aromatherapy, and then try uh, progressive muscle relaxation or write in a journal. Oh, I have picked up, (coughs) oh, excuse me y'all. I have picked up journaling. Now I don't journal every day and I don't journal everything. But when my emotions feel the heaviest, I say it's when I wake up out of sleep and whatever I was dreaming about or thinking about just got me going, I would journal. And it's kind of cool to go back and read through it to be like, you know what, you have really come a long way because you don't even have those thoughts no more, or that's not really on your mind anymore. So it kind of, it sucks that you had to go through that in that time frame, but it's beautiful that you got into a different space. So if you like writing or typing, journaling is amazing. It, It really gets to show your progression, even your declines, and some of the reasons why you need to know your progressions and declines is because on those times that you decline, you can kind of see like what kind of caused you to decline. So you can either mitigate it or, yeah, mitigate it. Because you some things you can't completely get rid of, but at least you can mitigate some of the things from coming into your life to cause you to decline. But when you're journaling, you can keep better track of that than trying to remember off of muscle memory. And then I'm allergic to to cats and dogs, so I ain't got no pets. Um, Breathing exercises. So actually last year for my birthday, I went to a breath work uh, kind of situation. And it was actually really cool. Um, Low key, I think it it has been helpful. Like, honestly, I've just been on a high. Like, I don't know what it is. I I ain't go question it. I've really been on a high. Um, and I know that from my birthday, starting the podcast, kind of changing my mindset, doing things a little differently, trying to get more back to who Dejanay is. I definitely been getting into a more positive, more healthier space. Um, so that breathwork thing that was a great experience. Now it was real. I I remember my body getting like stiff to where like it was damn near impossible to move stuff. You know your your body kind of falls asleep so it's like everything's tingling but you can't move and it can get intense so I would only recommend it if you know you don't have like horrible health problems or you know things like that are not going to impact you because it can get a but on the not so serious kind of breath work you kind of can just look up something on youtube that maybe have like a five minute breathing exercise or something but that's more so if you want to kind of go deep, and, you know, see what you can see, you know, <laughs> and then it says, okay, so then, okay, so what I did put next to those two is, in reading that, Lucky, I thought, um, I immediately thought of masculine and feminine, because, you know, they say these men are these logic people, and these women are emotional, so it made me think of masculine and feminine, so, Problem-based coping skills seem like something that would be more like uh, masculine traits is you're immediately thinking of how can I solve the problem? What are steps to solve the problem? Like, period. Like, what are the the ways in which we're going to get to a different situation? Because I don't got time to be feeling. No, I'm just kidding. They got time to feel. But. I don't got time for this, so let's figure out how to mitigate this so that we don't have to continue to feel this way, you know? So I immediately think masculine. And then, of course, with the emotion, you immediately think feminine traits because everything that you do on here, seems it seems feminine. Not to say men can't do it, and I sometimes like hate that we do kind of think that masculine is only man or feminine is only woman when we both have both. I am so andro- uh, androgynous, that is scary. Like, literally, I lean on both sides. Like, it depends on the day. One day, I'm super emotional. The next, I'm like, how can we solve this? What What's up? Like, how can we get to a better result? Like, what, what can we do? I'm so androgynous, so... I don't know if I'm majority of people or if I'm an outlier or what. So I really don't like that. We only think like masculine man, feminine woman, when these are things that can be passed around to either sex. Like it really just depends on environment. Well, your nature and your nurture, like it depends on your genetics and your environment, which determines if you're going to be both, if you're going to be more of one than the other, if you're going to be opposite of your sex to the like, it just depends. So, they the, the emotional base does sound more feminine, but that doesn't mean that these are not things that men can do. Like they definitely can take a bath and relax. They can put on some cologne to smell good, or you know, go get a massage, or you know, things of that nature. That nature, like women can create a to do list. Women can ask for support. Women can. You know leave situations like it's not completely one versus the other it's just i immediately associated problem based with masculine and emotional based with feminine because of the logic and feminine i mean the logic and emotion you know it just made me think of that like i mentioned was it last week i don't know but something made me think of masculine and feminine too a lot of these things make me automatically think about the two entities that are inside of us so but yeah um and then it says problem-based coping skills focus on changing the situation while emotional based coping skills are centered on changing how you feel in the situation and then knowing which approach is right for a specific situation can help you deal with stress more effectively, meaning which one do you need to use at which time? Like, you can use emotional base inside of a unhealthy relationship, but if you realize that nothing is getting better, then maybe you need to start taking some problem-based <laughs> coping skills to figure out how we're going to get to the next step. So it's like knowing when to interchange them. Sometimes you don't need to solve the problem just then. Sometimes it's more about just being okay with whatever's going on or being okay with stuff you can't change because we can't change other people. So it's learning how to cope with the things you can't change. I think in relationships, mostly, you're going to have to learn how to interchange in between problem and emotional base because some traits that your partner may have are unchangeable they're not changeable now if you notice that their traits that are not going to be changed starts to cause you to decline problem solve and walk away but if it has no impact on who you are as a person or who you are to that person or who you are to everybody else while you're with that person just emotionally cope with that stuff and keep it pushing like some things do not require you to walk away from a person but you have to know yourself enough you know we talked about that before you got to know yourself enough to know when you need to walk away or when you just need to learn how to cope within a relationship and a lot of people I feel like they think that walking away is like their only option which is why a lot of people do it so quick but You have to identify, are these things that are really causing me to be a bad human being or are these things that I have to figure out how to cope with because that's who they are? And if I truly love this person or I truly want to get to know this person or whatever the case may be, I have to figure out a way to be okay with those results that I'm getting from this person or those reactions I'm getting from this person. But discernment is how you figure that out. Learning yourself is how you figure that out. But just stop trying to problem solve all the time. I feel like emotional should come first, problem solving should be like should follow. Be able to cope through the stress, but then problem solve after you cope through the stress. So say you're at work and a boss kind of comes at you the wrong way or a coworker comes at you the wrong way. Emotionally cope first. So whether that's okay, can I take a 15-minute You go listen to your music or go do whatever you need to do. Like at one of my jobs, I had to go call my mama. (laughs) I need a sounding board. I need my best friend. I need my my support system. I had to go call my mama. But, you know, whatever that may be for you, do that. And then, you know, figure out a way to problem solve. Maybe the next day, come in and be like, okay, Mr. Manager or Miss Manager, can I talk to you for a second? (laughs) I mean, you ain't got to say it like that definitely professional, <laughs> but then you problem solve. But again, it's knowing like which one to do when you need to do it type of thing. Yeah. And then it says, um, so while it, it it would be important to use coping skills to help relieve some of your distress, coping strategies shouldn't be about constantly distracting you from reality. Healthy Healthy coping skills should help calm stress without avoiding the issue meaning do it to help but don't forget the problem that needs to be done so to me <coughs> excuse me problem solved like the problem-based um coping skill i don't it doesn't seem like it wouldn't be helpful because it's solving problems but Sometimes you don't need to solve the problem. Sometimes you really just need to have the conversation. Like sometimes it's more so bringing awareness to a problem than actually just solving a problem. Because sometimes people will be like, dang, you know what? I didn't even mean to offend you like that. And then they move differently. I feel like problem-based is when you actually need to change behavior or you need to do something different or something along the lines of something that is long-lasting, Versus just having a conversation, of making people aware of, like, the discrepancy and kind of moving forward. Um, But, yeah, we are like, last week with denial, like, don't run away from reality. Coping skills are helpful, but when you try to run away from your reality, you get stuck in la-la land. Like, you got to come back to Earth at some point. (laughs) So don't get so... Overly dependent on coping that you forget that there was a problem in the first place. Cope to help relieve the stress, but figure out how to come to an agreement, an understanding, a new line of behavior, or whatever the case may be, so that you don't have to always cope. You know, like, you shouldn't always have to be uncomfortable in situations. Like, that's not, that's not... Mm -mm. I don't like (laughs) that. You shouldn't have to always be uncomfortable. So make sure you don't rely too much on coping so that you can actually handle whatever is the stressor that's coming into your life. So in a sense, don't run away from it. Face it. But you can put it to the side for a second if you know that once you respond to it, you're going to respond in inappropriate fashion. So when you can like come to the table with a clearer head a more stable mind and be ready to listen and understand then you come back and tackle the problem versus just putting it to the side and then you forget it's over there and then something else happens and then you put it to the side again and forget it's over there because all that's gonna do is it's like you're putting a whole bunch of stuff inside of a cup well if you keep stacking it up the lid ain't gonna be able to go over on top of the cup and it's gonna pop out. The last thing you wanted to do is pop out because you don't know how it's gonna pop out. It might pop out in the worst way. You know, we don't need no popping out. So, you know, coping is good, but don't forget to go back and handle whatever the situation is. So. And then let's talk about unhealthy coping skills because we know that we just talked about the healthy ones, right? So let's talk about the unhealthy ones because y'all are leaning on them a lot. No, I'm just kidding. I am too. I ain't even gonna just call y'all like, I'm not a or nothing like that. I lean on them too. I promise you I do. But I am, again, like I'm in a evolving era of not relying on bad things, but relying on good things. <laughs> good things, having conversations, talking through stuff, and then learning better, healthier ways to just be dejeuner. Because I'm trying to just give all this happiness away to everybody. So I can't be letting stuff come in and, you know, make me upset or doing unhealthy things that's going to lead to, you know, other stuff in the future. So, but yeah, let's go over some unhealthy ones. And I'm sure when I said unhealthy, you probably thought of like five, I'm sure I'm going to talk about those five, so let's go. (laughs) So the first one is drinking alcohol or using drugs. And in America, (laughs) that's y'all first coping skill. that your first coping skill and it's not the best but let's finish reading <laughs> it says substances may temporarily numb your pain but they won't resolve your issues substances are likely to introduce new problems into your life alcohol for example is a depressant that can make you feel worse using substances to come also to cope also puts you at risk for developing a substance use disorder, and it may create health, legal, financial problems, and social problems. Facts. <laughs> Ooh, a lot of y'all, a lot of y'all. Now, that one, I, I don't practice that one. I'm sorry. <laughs> so so I can judge a little bit. No, I'm just kidding. No judge around here. Only God can judge, but we're going to talk about it. Uh, a lot of people rely on drinking or substance use. And I sometimes think that people don't see it as a problem because it's helping them to forget about their problems. But no, baby, it is a problem, especially if you're like that, like crazy drunk or, you know, the. Like me, I know when I get lit, I say no to nothing. I mean, say no to. Yeah, I say no to nothing. Like I would literally say yes. (laughs) <laughs> which is not the best thing. It'll put me in the wrong situations. So if you're like me and when you get drunk, you just go to people pleasing all over the place. Um, Yeah, don't do that. Surprisingly though, y'all, I like I said, I only got four bodies. <laughs> So I ain't did nothing crazy, crazy. Cause I don't get drunk a lot. <laughs> but I'm down for the call. So I try not to I try not to drink too much when I go out. Now I definitely will get fucked up at my friends' homes where I trust them or my own home or around family. I can't I can't do nothing. I ain't got no business around them. But when I go out, I try not to get to that point because I know the type of situation it could put me in and it can make me uncomfortable, stuff like that. Or you know even with using drugs, you know, when you use those things over a long period of time, it starts to decline your health internally, even with drinking. Drinking is like the worst drug in America because it's free. (laughs) Not free, but it's legal. It's not free. I bet y'all wish it was free, but it's legal. So it kind of sucks because it does a lot of damage to your body. Um, And the fact that it's legal but everything else is kind of illegal it's it's a little like question mark <laughs> like why 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 y'all made that legal but everything else is illegal is it because y'all make the most money off of it i don't know but <laughs> but yeah um so yeah it's just it's not the healthiest and it could lead to health problems later on in life or it can lead you to do something that you never intended to do because these are also brain alterers. So like I said, alcohol is depressant. So it causes your brain to shift in the the chemicals it's producing, which can cause you to do all types of stuff. Granted, for me, it caused me to be lit, but I only think drugs kind of do the opposite of what they're supposed to do inside of me. So that's why I don't rely on them too much. But, um, and then like some drugs are like, uh, they make you, they make you do all types of shit, y'all. Just so, just that's an unhealthy coping skill. Try to replace that if you know you drink a lot, and it leads you to do stuff you don't really want to do, or didn't never intended to do, or whatever the case. Maybe figure out a way to replace it with some of those that we just talked about. Um, overeating. So food is a common coping strategy. But trying to stuff your feelings with food can lead to an unhealthy relationship with food and health issues. Sometimes people go to the other extreme and restrict their eating because it makes them feel more in control. And clearly that can be just as unhealthy. Facts. Um, it's crazy because we don't really talk about that as much nowadays. Low key, I think, is because people are trying to pass this body positivity thing that we don't talk about anorexia, bulimia, and body dysmorphia as much as we need to. Um, I think they found out a way to make more money pushing body positivity than actually pushing the diseases or the harmful things that they no longer push that. But I remember coming up, you will always hear about anorexia, bulimia and all that stuff. Now, it's like those are a thing of the past when I know for damn sure it's not a thing of the past, especially with the way that women are sexualized and all this other stuff. I know that shit is not a thing of the past, but it's not profitable anymore to make money off of that. Or it's not as profitable as it is to push body positivity and encourage people to eat their life away. And it's okay. Or to not eat at all. Cause it's okay. Like, because we are supposed to love all body shapes and sizes, not even realizing that some people could really be going through some mental health things. And just to be like, oh, you're okay. And you should love who you are. And but they use food as a coping mechanism. Not like that's unhealthy. If you eat too much, you can literally get diabetes or something like that, which could lead to like high blood pressure or like heart attacks, or if you don't eat enough, then you don't get enough nutrients. You probably don't hydrate worth of shit, which means you can pass out. It's all types of shit. And need to say unhealthy coping mechanism, <laughs> coping strategy. Um, so please. <coughs> Please try So please try to, you know, work on that and not rely so much on that. Um, again, replace it with something we talked about uh, before. Um, so it says sleeping too much. Whether you take a nap when you're stressed out or you sleep late to avoid facing the day, sleeping offers a temporary escape from your problems. However, when you wake up, the problem will still be there. Um, so if you know there's a motherfucker that sleep all day, what you doing? What you doing? Like I said, I get 7. And honestly, I be trying to get out the home because I will nap. Which I don't think napping is bad. But like I said, oversleeping. I try not to oversleep because you're the day passing you by. Not necessarily cuz I had like problems I'm trying to escape. I just try to avoid oversleeping because you could be doing more awake than sleep. I'm just dreaming in my sleep. I dream awake. So I just try to get from out of here. So I'm not like sleeping so much. Um, And then next is bending to others about your problems so that you can gain support Develop a solution or see a problem in a different way can be healthy. But studies show reportedly venting to people about how bad your situation is or how terrible you feel is more likely to keep you stuck in a place of pain. In a sense of don't keep venting about the same shit. (laughs) Like, if I got to hear about the same shit five times or more, I'm over it. I am over it present me with a new problem or something. Or like for me, I've been trying not to, cause what, you know, y'all know my friend, he, he kind of all over the podcast. I try not to call my friend and talk about that shit. Like the same shit with him all the time. Like at least if something new comes up, I'll share that. But the same shit all the time. It's just like, girl, no wonder why you was depressed all last year. You talk about the same shit. Like, you're talking about the same problem. So you either go fix the You either go be problem-based or you just go learn how to cope or something. Like, you're, you're going to figure it out because you're talking about the same shit. So I get, like, why that can be a bad thing. is like, venting to people is not the problem. It's venting to people about the same shit is the problem. Because it means that you're not trying to do anything different to get you to a different place. Like, if you just want to sit there and just be upset, go for it. Tell me how it works out for you because I want to know. Because for me, it just had me in this room depressed. it's like I was in this room, I didn't want to go out, I didn't want to work, I didn't want to do nothing. And me in this room, ready to just watch TV all day. That's it, that's all, and that's not who I am. So I'm like, let me let me talk about something else. Let me try to focus, refocus my mind on something else, or you know, present different things to people that I need to vent about. But when you sit in the same cycle you're going to get the same results. If you wanted something different to happen, what do you do? Change your behavior or thoughts. So, yeah. Um, Next is overspending. While money, uh, no, not while money. While many people say that they enjoy retail therapy as a way to feel better, shopping can become unhealthy. Owning too many possessions can add stress to your life. Also, spending more than you can afford will only backfire in the end and cause more stress. Meaning, don't overspend. If you ain't got the money, stop spending. If you got the money, great. <laughs> if you don't got the money, stop spending. I, I try to work on that too. I'm like, blow, blow, blow. But if you ain't got the money, chill out. Like, yeah, retail therapy can't help when you could buy things that you like. But <clears throat> like I mentioned on the warning versus desire episode, some of those things, you just be warning them not wanting versus desire uh the wanting versus the needs (laughs) episode some of those things you just be wanting it's not nothing you need so you'll get it but then i got clothes in here that got tags on it i ain't never put on so it was cute in the time being and i still ain't put it on so it's like yeah be careful about spending um it can help sometimes if you have the money But if you don't have the money or you could be putting that money elsewhere, do that versus just frivolously spending, getting everything you want. Then when your mood changes, you don't care about none of the shit you just bought. Such a not smart way to use your money. So, yeah, work on that. And then avoiding. I talked about that last week in the defense mechanisms. But, baby, it grinds my gears. When you avoid shit, it ain't going nowhere. Address it. Like, address it. Address the problem. Stop avoiding. I don't like people that avoid. Cause it ain't going nowhere, but let's read it. It says even healthy coping strategies can become unhealthy if you're using them to avoid the problem. For example, if you are stressed about your financial situation, you might be tempted to spend time with friends or watch TV because that's less anxiety provoking than creating a budget. But if you never resolve your financial issues, your coping strategies are only make masking the problem. Like I mentioned earlier, It's okay to cope and push stuff to the side. But if you cope so much that you never go back and address the problem, that is not okay. But for me, like, how I explained it last week was the ghosting thing. Like, if there's a problem, address it. And then if you still, like, determine you want to leave out somebody's life, fine and well and good. But um, address it. Stop avoiding stuff. Even in the example I just read, if you got bills that you know you need to take care of, figure it out. Yeah, you ain't got to stress about it right now if you can't come up with ideas right now in the moment because maybe anxiety or frustration or whatever may be coming at you all at once. You can put it to the side, but don't put it to the side long enough for, like, here come the first thing. You still ain't paid the the money from the last first. Like, don't forget, don't avoid, because the problem goes still be there waiting for you. That bitch going to be looking at you like... (laughs) What's up, big dog? Like, what we doing? <laughs> what we doing? What we doing? Like, so yeah, work on avoiding. Deal with your problems. If it seems to be too much, you can put it to the side. But always go back and fix whatever can be fixed. Because it's just going to pop up. If it don't pop up in this situation, it's going to pop up again. That's the way the world works. If you don't learn how to handle shit, it's going to continue popping up until you learn how to deal with it. So, So, yeah. And then lastly, to close everything out, it says coping skills are usually discussed as a reactive strategy. When you feel bad, you do something to cope. But research shows that proactive coping strategies can effectively manage the future obstacles you're likely to face. Meaning stop waiting to shit happen for you to figure out how to make the shit okay you know if you can work with somebody or something to put a plan into place okay say if you lose your job what are some things that i can do now before i even get this job okay maybe put some money to the side so i have maybe like three months rent set to the side or you know be able to call like establish like a list of the five to 10 people that you can reach out to. Hey, big dog, if, if I can't make rent this month, are you able to cover me or something like that? Or a, a month, can you cover me? You know, being able to set up plans put into place so that if the stress does come up, you're not trying to like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? Oh, what am I going to You already have a plan just like, you know, they say you should be proactive about sex, not reactive about sex. They say all the time that Plan B and abortion is not birth control. It's it's really not. Like it should not be used as birth control. Um be proactive. Go get a vasectomy or go get your tube tied or take a birth control or wear a condom or whatever. <laughs> Do something to prevent it. Like, prevention is the best thing ever. Be preventative, not reactive. Because when you have to react, you're you're putting way much more stress on you than if you are trying to prevent something from happening. But in the event that it does happen, you have a plan in place so that you're not stressing, you know? So that's how I want to close that out, you know, Coping skills, y'all. Gotta work on them. Learn how to do the healthy ones. Stay away from the unhealthy ones. Because we're we, we not living unhealthy anymore. We're trying to get to a healthier life. now. in the event that you have a day where you just have to overeat. Because baby, chips is my vice. It's my vice. Especially these sun chips, the garden salsa. They my vice. I have to overeat when I'm going through it. But <laughs> I don't do that all the time. I try to spread it. Out my coping strategy so that I'm not relying on the unhealthy ones versus the healthy ones. Again, you may have a weekend where you just need to get fucked up the whole weekend, but don't make that a habit. Make that just a one time or two times a year type of thing, or maybe one time a month type of thing where you're not relying on unhealthy things, because like we mentioned, it can lead to way bigger problems, and that's the last thing you want to have. If you don't know how to handle the stress right now, <laughs> imagine when you got to worry about. Your liver needed to be taken out, or a piece of it needed to be cut off because you done drunk yourself to where your kidneys and your liver and everything falling apart you're gonna be you're gonna be fucking over You you to be like just take me now lord I, at this point I don't even know what to do so it's like before you get to like the worst problems down the road stick to the healthy things that are not gonna lead to bad things or something that's gonna provide more stress stick to the healthy things so that you don't have to worry about these stressful situations <laughs> and then Uh, Don't forget that these things are real When you're putting them to the side They're still very much real And they still very much impact you Learn how to go back to them Work through them So that they don't affect you As much as they did previously Granted, some things are just going to trigger you For the rest of your life But it's up to you to figure out How you're going to react to these things Learn how to react in a a healthier way Um, Learn how to present stuff to people So that you can deal with stuff And just, you know, get to a better space. Because that's what we're working on, 2023. Healing, involving, growing to be a better person. But, yeah. So, um, next week I'm going to be talking about... Y'all, I forgot already. Um, I can't see. Um... Oh, how to build confidence? Cause I need to practice that a little bit. Like I'm confident, but I definitely could be more confident. So I want to talk about confidence and different ways in which you could practice building your confidence, so that you can go out and be that girl or that nigga or that man or that woman. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know those good, those good, strong is. Are those verbs? I don't know. Um, but you know, I don't know, grammar. But so you can go out and be that. So that's what we're gonna talk about next week is how to be confident or how to practice confidence so that you can be confident. Because I am confident, I just gotta practice getting back to it. Cause I my confidence has kind of been snatched away from me, and I'm slowly getting back to there. Cause so I'm a confident woman, I just gotta get back to there. So we're gonna talk about that next week. So yeah, um. This is, hold on, wait. Let's let's do this first. Okay, so like, comment, subscribe, and all that good stuff. Or add me to your watch, well, listen list. Or I don't even know how it works, but check me out! (laughs) Check me out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and then subscribe to me on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and yeah. So this is Talk Your Shit with Deja, where we drop the I because not only can I talk about shit, but I want you to talk your shit too. And I will tune in with y'all next Wednesday, seven o'clock, so we can talk about being confident. (laughs) Yay! So (laughs) bye, (laughs) y'all.